you know, and we've talked about this before, the difference between being rich and being wealthy, you know, rich is like maybe the outer expression of money that people will perceive as beautiful and wonderful, but how many, you know, elite, you know, athletes or, you know, professional athletes or movie stars are bankrupt, right? They have all the houses and all the cars and all the things and they're bankrupt, right? Well, that's a definition of rich where they actually don't feel they're deserving of that money. And so there's displaying money and we think it looks so glamorous and how wonderful, but wealthy isn't about how much is in your bank account. Sure, with more money, we have more influence, more affluence, but it's actually how much gratitude and appreciation do we have? What are we wealthy in? Yeah. And the more that we have gratitude for what we have right now, the more we make room to bring some more into it because it comes from a, a growth perspective rather than yeah. just this, you know, we're constantly capping ourselves. over in where are you at yeah i'm in hawaii today mm-hmm. again the other part is that we were trying to do uh podcasts for the last month and a half and i was in two other places mexico yeah, that's and, well three mexico texas and phoenix and here i am back in hawaii back in hawaii so hawaii, <laughs> hawaii. <have> energy. <laughs> yeah we're except i'm in Kelowna. <laughs> exactly <laughs> this time yeah yeah um so- yeah, so I'm glad we yeah. could connect. And for all of you new to our our podcast, this is Be Your Brilliance. And um, Crystal and I are going to get into talking about money today. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like love and hate relationship, I think. People like like talking about money, but it also brings up a lot of things around. It does. It's, it's interesting. Beliefs. Yeah. Very interesting how, I mean, it's an emotional topic. It's actually mm-hmm. a psychological topic, right? Yeah. Um, it's just dynamic, crazy dynamic. It's uh, it's interesting. I know that we we have our own personal um, experiences with money, wealth, capital, finance, but then mm-hmm. we also have a collective experience with community called like the cultural expectation the community expectation uh-huh. our family friends whatever right our region our regional expectation you know canada u.s north america mm-hmm. what, what are we doing there it's quite interesting um i know you brought up the topic earlier about wealth and what's going on uh in the perception of wealth right now especially mm-hmm. within our reference which is a canadian right. and u.s reference right Mm -hmm. so um i guess the question really a bunch of questions around it wealth wealth is uh i was i was going to actually let you know about i I don't know maybe 12 years ago i'm gonna have to pull up the content but some of my friends that'll watch this (laughs) podcast are actually the ones that participated in this uh trip that i put together that we nicknamed epic and uh, it will be a movie, a, a you know, blockbuster 
blockbuster movie adventure. I think I've heard about this one. Yes, I wasn't. I wasn't one of the ones, but I've definitely heard about it. <laughs> it. It was. It was epic. But why I bring it up is because I mean the trip was intentional to go and contribute to an animal rescue um, mm-hmm. clinic in uh, Playa del Carmen in Cancun that got canceled. We turned around and we ended up. So I asked everybody who was going to go, hey, did you still want to go? If we right. do, we're, we're still contributing to, uh, we're still contributing to some of these projects or, or animal rescues and so on. Mm-hmm. Like I want the trip to still be um, intentional to, to contribute. And um, so we had a video, videographer, uh, photographer, hairstylist, makeup artist with us to do some content for the animal rescue and give it away, our animal clinic and give it away. So they went with us. They still came, and uh, and we filmed the entire thing, like you know, at the airport and everybody mm-hmm. meeting, and you know, and every single day, and a bunch of different things that we did, and um, <laughs> had some photo shoots and whatever. But again, why I bring it up is because every single day, for for some reason, we we ended up, or I ended up initiating the conversation about wealth. Hmm. what is what is money what is wealth how what is abundance because the trip felt very abundant the Hmm. trip felt very wealthy in what we were contributing contributing to Hmm. you know we were really gifting and contributing to the vitality and the wealth of these little businesses Mm -hmm. and these animal rescues and the even the facility or the house that we stayed in you know Hmm. so the the constant conversation around the dinner table and so on was what is your experience of wealth mm-hmm. today you know mm-hmm. it's so fascinating which is um, gratitude right I mean it's yeah. it's also I mean I mean wealth obviously we can talk about that in terms of the monetary value but it's also an attitude like it's a yes. it's a perception of how you show up right yes. uh, which I think is a huge aspect of gratitude right there's days that nothing's changed in my life, but I just feel really appreciative for the things, the privileges that I have in my life, the things that I take advantage of that I don't often think about. Right. And there's just a deep sense of gratitude that just makes me think like, wow, I am so blessed. And, you know, I feel abundant. And then there's times that nothing's changed in my life where I just feel like fear and panic and like, I can't do this. I can't do that. How am I going to afford this? And it's, it's like nothing in my actual reality has changed. It's a hundred percent what my perspective is. And imagine, I mean, if we approach money that way all the time, what are we going to create? Are we always coming from that place of never enough? Um, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm limited. You know, this is only, you know, if I experience any sort of, um, financial success it's limited or we're waiting for the next thing to you know the shoe to drop so to speak or are we always coming at it from a place of um again not just what actually tangibly is there but deep gratitude for what is there Mm -hmm. um obviously i think that creates energy about allowing more momentum to create more and to have more right if we can't handle what we have how do we get more Mm -hmm. true I think um, what I'm experiencing personally lately from a front with on the topic of wealth and money and finances, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. abundance, 
prosperity. I mean, look at the place that I'm sitting in right now. That I'm going to show you. Let me just, I got to do this. I got to show you the background. Here. Yes, please. Whoever is watching this, not listening to this, this is, this is where I'm, this is where I'm doing this podcast right now. Beautiful. It looks like a fake backdrop. <laughs> it looks like a green screen. <laughs> so perfect. And there's not a moment in my life when I'm in experiences like this that I'm not in awe of and coming from that place of like, I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, Hawaii did that to me, actually, the first time I ever mm-hmm. was here. I was 21. I left and I was like, how, how do I have what I feel here everywhere else because it is it is true abundance it's true wealth it's true ease of all of the things that you just naturally need right why do you think people can't get to that sometimes mm-hmm. that's what I was yes what has showed up for me lately in that is receiving mm. money there's an exchange so if we just set aside mm. money as, as the tool of, of trade and exchange, um, you, we can give, we can contribute, we can, we can trade money for, a, for something as something we get tangible. But, yeah. But it's, the question always is, how do we actually let it flow to us? Where's the resistance to mm-hmm. have that wealth and that abundance and that capital and that money and that ease and that joy flow towards us? Mm-hmm. Often a lot of the the resistance around when we're feeling scarcity, when we're feeling panic, it's because we've convinced ourselves we have to go get something. Right. We have to go attain it. We gotta go grab it. We've got to bring it in. We have to mm-hmm. control it. We have to manipulate it so it it shows up in our existence. Right. So you mean when you're saying that, I was just thinking, do you think it's because we we make that the priority? Like the focus is money as opposed to like is that what you're meaning like because I'm so intentional about getting money that that's my focus versus being in the flow of the circumstances that might produce money is that what you mean no no I'd say it's more just in um the concept of getting rather than receiving Hmm. the difference between getting something and actually opening up the lines energetically to mm-hmm. receive it you know so it's like, explain the difference like I, so i cannot right perfect difference per, the difference would be um let me think about this for a second for me anyway the difference would be uh if i want to make fifty thousand in a project month whatever let's say i just want to make fifty thousand dollars and i have resources mm-hmm. to do it i have the talent the capability the resources of people whatever mm-hmm. from an atypical ambitious driven career-oriented woman right i would go i've got to do this this that i gotta talk to this person i gotta do this i gotta go get yeah. i gotta call alana i gotta uh, achieve the task list to go accomplish this yeah and it should show up so i have to manipulate things around me to go get that thing to come to me. right where what i'm actually talking about is what if there's absolutely no need to manipulate. Hmm. What if I'm called to participate and phone Alana? I'm called, I'm guided, I'm open to mm-hmm. that that 
what I'm trying to attain, which in this case would have been fifty thousand um, dollars, is actually already on its way to me. I just need to be receptive, be open to it, and walk into the inspired action, mm-hmm. the guided action, to to let that happen, to allow that to come in, rather mm-hmm. than me thinking I have to control it. I have to actually do A, B, C, D to go get it. So I think that. If I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but the yeah. difference between Definitely. getting and receiving mm-hmm. is, uh, honestly, it's an energetic spiritual mm-hmm. I, The way I would explain, or the, what I'm hearing is, it's like getting is like feeling like it's all on you to like manifest this thing. Like you have a goal and so, and yeah, you're resourceful and whatever, but it's like all on your efforts versus, yeah, this is still the goal, but I'm... I'm actually open for it to show up for me and I'm available and I'll participate, but it's not actually me trying to create it all, which I'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> I feel, I feel you on that. That's been a huge part of my whole life yeah. is being the one to do it. Right. Because you do result. Effort yeah. equals result. Effort equals result. Right. What if there's no effort? What right. if, what if we don't actually, what if the effort, what if the action feels so natural it doesn't feel like effort mm-hmm. what if it's not attached what if the effort is not what if what if for putting us in those circumstances where oh shoot sorry is it okay now? You're a bit frozen, but okay. <laughs> it's all good now. Still a bit frozen. I'm not sure what people are going to end up seeing, but my side's a bit frozen. I'll, I'll wait till you unfreeze. There we somebody's downloading something. <laughs> that Wi-Fi signal. Okay. Can you hear me? I paused. Are you there? I can hear you. You're still frozen and you're cutting in and out quite a bit. Recap the now we are back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We we figured it out. I guess we're getting better at this tech stuff a lot. That's right. It doesn't take us like a half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't. I can't remember where we were at. Well, we were just talking about the difference, or um, what what it meant, or what that looks like to receive versus get. And and I was just saying that I feel like that's a lot of like, um you know, recognizing that, that, that that's not all on you. It's actually just being open yes. to yes. that showing up. Yes. I had a very, very interesting healing session on this topic. It's funny that you brought it up. And I, I think it's interesting that we're moving into it a little bit this way because uh, it's been very pertinent for me lately about receiving, about a block, like the blockages, like mm-hmm. what keeps people from actually feeling like they deserve to actually mm-hmm. receive and i'm i'm not just talking about a person i'm talking about a person 
then I'm talking about a business, then I'm mm-hmm. talking about the people, the, the business culture, then mm-hmm. I'm, then I'm also talking about uh, organizations, communities, regions, mm-hmm. from that, from that perspective of what blocks, right, the big people, businesses, whatever, from the abundance of that flow coming right. to, and then coming through that right. person, business, whatever. Um, so if we just kind of go back to the individual, the people, it, in my perception, it has everything to do with self-love, self-worth, mm-hmm. um, like true self-love and self-worth. And it's not convincing. Oh yeah, I'm worthy. Oh yeah, I'm serving. Oh, I'm capable. I'm all this. Trust me. I've been mm-hmm. through all of this all my life. And it's, it had been constant battle and, and then making mistakes and then feeling, feeling, um, you know, that, you know, being a failure, feeling like I was, I was a, uh, what do you call it? What do you call that? Um, imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, who am I to be doing this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get on another podcast about what I've just been through lately, because I really would love to share it intimately with everybody and you and so on. But um, mm-hmm. I've been through recently, I intentionally have been asking my higher self the god the universe everything to, to to move me through this block like come on like enough i don't mm. need to struggle through this anymore i don't need to be the one to go to control this i don't need to be the one changing manipulating whatever mm-hmm. this innate mm-hmm. capability to deserve to live from a wealthy abundant place mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. ease like with no struggle no struggle <laughs> And it is such and, a yeah. deep concept, right? Like, I think when you're yeah. saying like it going into like, really that, you know, it's not just a thought because we all have mm-hmm. thoughts. Like I, you know, I think most of us would say, yeah, I, I deserve happiness and joy and abundance and whatever, but it's what's playing on, you know, unconsciously um, that that's blocking us somehow, which again, we don't know what we don't know. So it's sometimes hard to see. Um, I mean, I I'd think. Like to rep- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think. Um, so I've read a bunch of stuff. You know, the Wayne Wayne Dyers and right. Renee Brown. Renee Brown's hit it right on the head when it comes to shame and healing mm-hmm. shame. There's so many chronic issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also Same with. Um, pardon? The Big Leap. Gay Hendrix. It's exactly oh, well done. Such a good book. <laughs> All these books on imposter syndrome and blah blah right right but I think the biggest thing is when we are um as again you know reading that stuff intellectually feeling it trying to feel it be true Mm -hmm. and then have it show up and manifest differently in our life the only reason why that I know I've kept struggling is because of the in retrospect I'm like oh there's a pattern oh there's another pattern oh there's Mm -hmm. another you know and um well that's hard not to be in that space and blame the world or the circumstances or the situation right I think when things repeat you know I often say this in my office too is like you know we look for I think when stuff like that happens there's something incongruent in ourselves that which our soul and spirit know is not in alignment not as is not truth right um and it's affecting us physically, mentally, emotionally, 
And so I feel like when we go through an experience or a trauma or something that is not in alignment with with truth, then, and and that could be something traumatic as well, I think that we unconsciously attract circumstances and situations because our body really wants to heal it. It's like, it really wants to get our attention. So then we keep, the, the hard part though, is that inevitably reinforces it. So here's, you know, our body's like, hey, we got to deal with this. So energetically, I'm going to find myself in the situation so I can deal with it. But then all I do is see, see, that's the way the world is. See, that's how, you know, money happens or doesn't happen or whatever. And we just end up reinforcing it. So it becomes like an ingrained belief system. And it can sometimes be harder to clear. True, true. And I think the simple solution to that is really just teaching people ourselves and whatever to see those. As yes. a gift for not being a reinforcement, but exactly. that beacon, that beacon of light that says, "Hey, look at me! Time to change." Right. Over An here. opportunity. Hello. Yeah. Right. But that's not uh, culture I, norm. Like, I don't no. think that culture would say it's well. You know, I think that's one of the limitations in you know abundance and wealth is that we have so many belief systems that keep us in that pattern of, well, this is the way the world works, and you can't tell me any different, right? And it's like, okay, well, you can choose to live from that space, but, um, but what if it could be different? I think that um, you've hit it right on the head where it's, it's all about perception. It's about also um, a desire, a humbled desire to be beyond where we're at. Yeah, to change do we, do I, do I want to hang on to this? Do I want this story to stay the same? Do I want to be here? It's the only responsibility that anybody has in their own to change Mm -hmm. themselves, to change their stuff. So I'm sorry, is there, is it noisy? No, I don't hear anything. Oh, amazing. This little mic's working great. (laughs) Little girl, cute little girl over here having a great time. I'm like, oh, but. No, we're good. I mean, Um, I got great works in my back alley but nothing's happened <laughs> I think you're totally right and I think but that's when I look culturally and I think it's you know for each of us individually and I know that's a big thing that I've been working on in the last few years is like how do I actually manifest all the things I want to create and not always and be in that place of receiving like opening up to it just showing up without it all being on me but I well, think what, yeah a big part of what our culture has really encouraged for all intents and purposes is that disempowerment to say, nope, that's just the way it is. And we go into blame and everybody's looking for something or someone, oh, it's the government, it's inflation. It's, and I see that right now with post COVID, like, oh yeah, we're it, inflation is a real issue. Like you can't print this much money and think that it's not going to lose its value. I mean, yeah. Canada has printed right a lot of money um in the last couple years so yeah inflation's a real thing but how do we not turn around and just say well everything's uh, you know blame it on the government blame it on covid blame it on you know this person who's charging so much money blame it on whatever you know my taxes my we could just go on a list of why all the reasons but you know to get in like you said, deeper, it's really like, okay, sure, those things might be going on. But 
what are you like, how are you going to show up in it? Because you can't tell me that there isn't still people going to who, who are going to be millionaires and billionaires um, in the last few years and will continue to be. You still can't say that people aren't achieving financial and business successes, regardless. I mean, some of the richest people came out of the Great Depression. Right, oh, man, so- girl, I think here's the difference. I'll tell you this. You and I and my closest family and friends and people who ever want to follow me with this whole thing, despite everything, mm-hmm. life is unreal. Life is incredible. I walk around the planet in my experiences in awe. I am absolutely not perfect. I have shit I got to clean up. I have deficits and, and debt and I've got businesses mm-hmm. that I'm excited about that need my help of all, all of this. At the same time, I find myself everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the only res- the, the, the result of my personal experience is my decision around what am I what am I going to allow myself to be, see, have, envision, experience? Mm-hmm. So despite everything else, I'm like, okay, do I hang out in that mindset and mm-hmm. have that experience? No, not, not for me. I'm going to mm-hmm. love everybody who, I'm, I'm going to love everybody anyway, but am yeah. I going to participate in that? No, no, no. I'm just going to go be in the best version of my life that I can at this point and be humble in the things that I need to learn and mm-hmm. allow that, allow the experience beyond um, scarcity to not mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. It's not, to not exist. I know it sounds quite simplistic, but it is actually that simple. I think the well, biggest block, the biggest block are yeah. actually this. So here, I, I'll ask you this question. How do you feel about being given to how do you feel about being taken care of? How do you feel about truly receiving mm-hmm. everything? How do, what's, your yes. what's, what's your feeling words, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, the interesting is now I feel relief. I feel peace. I feel contentment. I feel joy. But if you would have asked me that 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I'd be, my ego would be like, well, but I got to do this. I have to, I got to create it. It's, I work so hard to be a doctor. I work so hard to do well at school or, you know, perform or, you know, whatever it might be. So they're almost as like my ego gets in that what used to, I can identify that was very much that sense of effort has to equal outcome, right? So if I'm going to put all this effort in, you know, then I would find I would be resentful against people who did no effort and things came. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) And that's such a bad attitude. And I realized it now because it was coming from jealousy, envy, and and that's my issue. It wasn't because they didn't deserve it. It wasn't because it's not beautiful. Um, And that's definitely shifted in the last few years where I'm, I can celebrate like yeah. whoever and however, um, you know, abundance shows up to somebody. Awesome. But it used to create a lot of resentment, which if I'm putting that energy into it, then of course things are going to manifest. They're not going to manifest. They're not going to. Yeah. Well, and even if they do, they weren't easy. They were hard. They were, there was something. Yeah. Everything was yeah. hard. It was yeah. a slog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think, 
I think different. And I think one of the, I mean, I've, I grew up in a, a home too. I think you really look at like, especially, I mean, part of the, the, I guess the type of medicine that I chose to go into being a naturopathic doctor also meant I had to be a business person, which that was like a whole new world to me. I grew up with parents who had government jobs and pensions. Um, and it was just very much in a box. And this is how, you know, you don't, you just do what you have to do right in that box and you might do well, but there's, there's a box. And then to be like, my income is based on not just performance, but like all my efforts. Like it wasn't like I could just walk in, even like a medical doctor, like I could have went into all kinds of medicine, a medical doctor, I could just go and I'd have like an instant list of, you know, how many patients more than I could handle. Um, but I chose a profession, not, you know, I wasn't thinking about that consciously. I chose it because of what it was and what I loved about it, but I had no idea what came along with it. Mm-hmm. And I just was in that perception. I'm just going to have to work my ass off. Like, I just was like, I'm going to have to figure this out. Cause I have no idea. Like the first five years I learned more about business than I, than I learned about naturopathic medicine. Like I had my basis, but it was like, I had to learn so much. Otherwise, you know, I don't eat. Right. Sure, sure. Um, and I think all of us come at different backgrounds in terms of belief systems around scarcity, around, you know, how much is available. Is it is it like a piece of pie and everybody gets a piece of pie or is it like it, it does grow on trees and, it, you know, that there's abundance. Right. It's kind of like we always want to put things in a finite. There's only so much to go around kind of thing. And that's very much that I would say our parents generation was exposed to a lot, probably out of a time where there was a lot of scarcity, like war times and things like that. But I think that that's created, you know, you, you it's not necessarily because my parents talked about money in those ways, but you saw the way they handled money, the way they spent money. Um, you know, there was what we did or what we didn't do, right? What was allowed, what wasn't allowed. So it kind of trains you early on. And I think a lot of us don't necessarily think about our belief systems and how that's influencing how and whether we're willing to receive, right? It's one, it well, it's 100%. I mean, our whole life is all based on our conditioned upbringing, belief system, right. DNA, you know, our mental, emotional stuff, our whole existence, right. our physical existence is just a mere right. reflection of everything internally. If a person has the excitement around going, it's not, a treasury oh my god i i gotta figure out this trauma blah 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 but if they if they're excited about going wow that's a block there too and mm-hmm. you know what where do i get to actually dig into to go figure that out and and, and move it and shift it and change it then right. then the process the process is exciting the the result is easier the it's all about perception i actually have a tattoo on my shoulder that says and actually it's the hawaiian Islands. It says paradise can be just a shift in perception Mm -hmm. in every circumstance. Right. And that is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. Paradise can be Mm -hmm. just a shift in perception in every single moment. You can choose to actually see things Mm -hmm. from a place of love, from a place of peace, from a place of joy, from a place of abundance of which then it offers an opportunity for that to show up. Not that mm-hmm. it's inevitable, not that it's in the exact same time, mm-hmm. but it, it always does. It always does. 
Mm-hmm. And I think um, one of the biggest blocks, I think lately, and going back to wealth and money and receiving, I'm going to just say receiving in general, receiving love, receiving sports, receiving love mm-hmm. uh, or money. Um, and, and all of it is, uh, it comes down to that forgiveness piece. I am not a piece of shit. I am not the asshole I've been. I am not the the imperfect human being. Mm-hmm. I am me. I am worthy. I am deserving. I am mm-hmm. I am just by a byproduct of being a human being. I I am meant to be given to. Mm-hmm. I am meant to have it all. Have it yeah. all. Mm-hmm. But where that block is, is that healing piece is why do I feel like a piece of shit? Why do I feel like I'm, I should be reprimanded for being the asshole my whole life or at those times when I was right. Why, why do I think that I need to be perfect before that I'm going to be given to right you know, There's so many different things that, well, that we got to punish ourselves. Yeah. It's like, there's something we have to redeem when the truth is when we screw up, there's, there's no amount of punishment that can redeem when we screw up. And, and so why suffer at all? Like why put ourselves through the mental suffering of beating ourselves up and not, you know, not feeling worthy when there's absolutely, like, if we were truly honest, like when we feel really like guilt or remorse or shame, there's nothing that can like, okay, if I just did this, you know, it's kind of maybe like that Catholic, if I just said enough Hail Marys, you know, it's that (laughs) lot of like, then I'm redeemed. Well, the truth is there's actually nothing that, that, you know, but, but at the same token, you're human and it's okay to make mistakes. And so that's where grace comes in. Yeah. You know, that's for me, that's where God comes in, right? Like he's the only one that can, can remove that from me. And so I just have to receive it. Like God's willing to forgive at any moment for anything if we ask for it and we receive it. The worst is don't receive it. True. I'll say this too is it doesn't it doesn't mean we get to bomb around the planet and be assholes and make mistakes <clears throat> and, and not no, absolutely and not not see them for what they are, which is the gift to actually evolve, change and grow and right. be the better version of ourselves. Right. That's what they are for. And if right. we take them as that, if we take the mess ups the mistakes the the imperfections and we go oh hey oops i'm i'm gonna use that as an opportunity to grow right and i'm not i'm gonna do my best not to ever do that again right but doing my best in not ever doing that again is it's actually just digging into the soul part it's like oh okay where did that come from why did i choose that in the first place be a conscious thinker be an objective thinker look at it and then get excited about the resolution Mm -hmm. like oh and here's the other thing healing for some reason we've been taught that healing is hard treacherous treacherous that digging into trauma that doing the doing the work is actually work we've been taught that i'm giving up that i'm yeah. like no 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 society can have that belief back it's not mine there's a little gecko sorry i got distracted if I could <laughs> squirrel <laughs> hang on look at him where is he i don't know if you can see him maybe not he's green oh. he's hiding anyway all right yeah you know what I totally and that's part of when you say it doesn't mean you keep doing the same mistakes not that because we don't make the same mistakes but 
a truly repentant heart, like a, a truly like a person who's like, yeah, I screwed up there and like owning it and and forgiving ourselves for it is transformational. It's we're not going yes. to make the same mistakes because we're not the same person when we actually truly like humble ourselves enough to admit where we've screwed up. Yeah. That in itself is will change who you are. So you're not going to show up the same way. So it's only when we're not like, like you said, it's like saying sorry and not meaning it, right? Well, you're right. going to do it again, right? Yeah, you actually have to fully be in a repentant place of, true. no, I'm truly sorry. And I'm, I have to forgive myself too. Then I will yes. be. Yes. So important. It is that self-forgiveness piece. I yeah. really like going back to Brene Brown stuff because when we go to the origin of the, 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 the challenge that Mm-hmm. the challenge that self-forgiveness comes from this mm-hmm. has been my experience anyway is is shame you know like why am I feeling shameful about whatever mm-hmm. it was that I did my 20s and my 30s and even last week or whatever what mm-hmm. you know how do I work myself out of that piece to get to I'm right. deserving of love even though I did that even mm-hmm. though there's there's those things right? So uh, that process of, or that experience, number one, I think is actually just looking at it going, hmm, I can give that back. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to continue to pull that with me mm-hmm. to, to make myself uh, feel like I have to be, what's the word? Um, punished, I guess is a good word punished for the bullshit and the mistakes I've made mm-hmm. right that constant punishment is my fault because mm-hmm. I I believe that I needed to be pun- punished and right. the only reason why I believed it is because someone taught me I should right be punished whatever right. that was society mom parents yeah. teachers religion whatever yeah. it is taught me I needed to be punished I'm like mm-hmm. no and that's okay. I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to continue to mm-hmm. do that. And then in turn, I'm just going to come from this place of, I love myself. I'm great. I'm mm-hmm. worthy. I'm deserving. I'm capable. And, and because of that, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank mm-hmm. you, life. Thank you for the gifted people that are showing up in my life. Thank you for my family and mm-hmm. friends. Thank you for the unreal opportunities that I find myself in going, what? How does this? Okay. All right. Good job, Crystal. <laughs> you know and rather than and that's that sticking piece when it comes to receiving mm-hmm. when we go back to the conversation about society and inflation and mm-hmm. detriment to the financial world and what's right. going on with wealth and the and what is currency what is money what is trade mm-hmm. what is all this stuff first of all i tell everybody if i can opt out of the conversation stop watching tv shut mm-hmm. off your radio don't look at the news all of that is trying to teach you what trying trying to convince you that you're not as powerful as you are, mm-hmm. that you need to buy into this bullshit that is going yeah, on. This on the yeah. And you can opt out. You can mm-hmm. opt out of that perception, that story, that idea. Not that we're we we're gonna be naive and not pay attention to where we're getting our resources and our mm-hmm. food and our For sure. and all our base stuff. But I mean that's what is happening. That's why there's such a segregation. The segregation between the elite, uh, I'm going to say the elite experience of life, the wealthy experience, the abundance, 
abundant experience of life and poverty mm -hmm. is is literally remembering who you are know that you're worthy and deserving and participate mm -hmm. as the as a person who is in that elite position deserving you know deserving you know because that's the only that's the biggest um separation between the experiences mm -hmm. that are happening and what's happening right now worldwide society all these like media influences they mm -hmm. know that the easiest way to mess people up is to make them believe they deserve to suffer mm -hmm. in some mm -hmm. way that they're suffering they deserve to suffer that they are meant to suffer what does that do creates poverty it creates yeah. suffering it creates everybody's idea and right. belief around it and if you're distracted with poverty and suffering, you're not powerful, you're not, you know, you don't have means to take care of yourself or others, you're not influencing the world, you're too busy just surviving. So yes. it's a real, yeah, there's a real, um, I would say, nefarious objective to keep people in that position, because it's a lot easier to you know, the powers that be to control, to make decisions, to do, you know, whatever they want to do if we're coming from a place of being tired and sick and, and poor, right? Right. And I mean, that's the part 100% of, again, this isn't saying that people don't have hard things that they go through and financial, I mean, I've been there, I've gone through financial difficulties. Um, and I guess part of like you were saying, you know, how much even from the same perspective, obviously this is synonymous in any aspect of our lives, but maybe we made a bad financial decision in the past, but do we, if we continue to shame ourselves for that or feel bad about that, we're going to continue to attract more situations. And it's like that self-punishment. I just, well, I made a bad mistake and, you know, I'm not good at making investments or I'm not good at whatever, or, or I'm not good with money. So guess what I continue to do, right? Cause right. I don't feel like I deserve anything different. Yeah. yeah and, true. and it is, it's the messaging coming from outside, but it's, it's also, we reinforce it inside through our experiences, unless we say, no, I'm not going to participate in this anymore. Like I have to, you know, again we come right back to that paradigm shift to that that shift in our perspective um which to me i think about you know and we've talked about this before the difference between being rich and being wealthy you know rich is like maybe the outer expression of money that people will perceive as beautiful and wonderful but how many you know elite you know, athletes or, you know, professional athletes or movie stars are bankrupt, right? They have all right. the houses and all the cars and all the things yes. and then they're bankrupt, right? Well, that's a definition of rich where they actually don't yes. feel they're deserving of that money. And so sure. there's displaying money and we think it looks so glamorous and how wonderful, but wealthy isn't about how much is in your bank account. Sure, with more money, we have more influence, more affluence, but it's actually how much gratitude and appreciation do we have? What are we wealthy in? Yeah. And the more that we have gratitude for what we have right now, the more we make room to bring some more into it because it comes from a, a growth perspective rather than yeah. just this, you know, we're constantly capping ourselves. Yep. It's true. I think, um, you know, uh, there, but I have to be honest with you, girl, there's a real huge difference between talking about this 
mm-hmm. intellectualizing this, mm-hmm. reading about this, constantly saying it to myself every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. And feel and feeling. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that and feeling it. Like, and I think that's the biggest block is how does a person go from the intellectual aspect of this to to actually feeling that mm-hmm. and feeling it in the moments like in my life where you know I'm like oh my god I'm homeless I'm living right. in my girlfriend's camper trailer mm-hmm. whatever there's perception around in my perception of my life there's definitely been times when I'm like okay uh abundance is not showing up at this point and or not abundance but money wealth whatever mm-hmm. But even in those moments, I, I chose to see the gifts, the gorgeous mm-hmm. opportunities, the, the uh, perception of abundance and wealth, the gratitude, mm-hmm. and then it shifts and it changes. Yeah. But there's been a significant difference for me lately in um, the difference between thinking it and knowing right. it. Well, and I'm, I think, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that. That is the paramount difference. It's the same conversation I have with people in my office. It's the same reason I wrote my book. It's the same reason why I knew I was going to heal from MS. Because it wasn't just like, yeah, I wish. And intellectually, I understand why it's going to happen. It's just like, no, I know it. Like, and there's a, it's a difference. It's like, way I look at it too, it's like knowing about God and knowing God, right? It's like, I can read the Bible and I can like, listen to podcasts and, and sermons and courses or whatever. And then I can actually have a relationship and it's It's like, they're two totally it's now it's an experiential thing. Like I'm experiencing a relationship versus knowing about it. Um, 100%, 100%. How does the person get there though? How does the person get there? I was going to go You first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to try and see if I can get somewhere where I'm not so dark. Well, I think, um, well, for, I mean, I would, I'm going to speak from my experience because I'm not, I'm not perfect and I'm not there yet. And this is a journey for me. Like um, I'm in it. There's things I've learned, but there's things I'm still learning. And I would say some of the things like, how did I shift from that place of knowing um, or moving into that place of like actually feeling I I deserve all the things that I desire to do and have and create. Um, One is I kind of had to realize and know where I came from. Like I I did need to go through that experience and know maybe some of the distortions I had around money. Like I said, my upbringing, that sort of thing, that was part of it. And it wasn't because that gave me the, the enlightenment, but it helped me understand that there was even something wrong right? I feel like you can't just go to, you can't go to like the end of the line without starting the process, right? Like I knew that I was going to heal my body, but it, I had already gone to naturopathic school and, you know, and it was changing my diet. And it was like, there was lots of things that I had gone through before I got to that point where I was like, yeah, I know I can, this is not my reality. So there's yeah. an element where I think you got to do some of the baselines around like, you know, you need to, I think understand money and how you use money and how, what's your relationship to money? And, um, are you a spender? Are you a saver? How do you, you know, when you think about buying something, do you get excited or do you think I can't afford it? Or like, what's the first feelings you have? 
around around money or spending money uh do you feel does it make you feel anxious when you spend money or do you feel joyful when you spend money like so I there's I have a question for you mm -hmm. what are some of the reasons what are there some of the resources because I have I want to bring a couple up of my own mm -hmm. but I'm curious about what you have first some of the resources that have helped you change that books conversations well I mean I think a way back okay <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's the book, um, bust loose from the money game. Bust from the game. Such a good book. Uh, only hard, oh, it's only in hard copy still. To this day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit old school now. Yep. Um, I mean, if you're thinking of books, I mean, obviously, um, uh, like there's rich dad, poor dad, like those kind of books from way back when, but, um, but the ones that actually, so all the one late, late well, the big leap me, I already mentioned, the big leap yeah. was a, a really yeah. good book for me. Um, I mean, rich as fuck. I like the, the content of it. We've talked about that on a podcast as well. Uh, just again, it's really about shifting the mindset. Um, and I think there also has to be a little bit of, so tools are tools and that's great, yeah. but you have to be able to have some experience with money in terms of taking calculated risk mm -hmm. right so there's always part of growing and changing and learning is looking for opportunities to grow in that so it doesn't mean that we stay in our little box and say I'm going to change how I feel about money we also have to start looking at where are ways that I can grow or stretch myself a little bit and I'm not saying racking up your credit cards and challenging yourself to see how long it takes <laughs> to pay them off <laughs> responsible use of money okay. um so understanding, like, obviously, there's been risks I've had to take along the way with the business from starting with yeah, you know, taking on a, a massive amount of debt to buy a bunch of yeah. supplies to, yeah, you know, I true. remember hiring my first receptionist and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm going to do it because it's going to mean in the end, it's going to grow my business to hiring the next one to, you know, you know, now I have three staff like it's um uh, and an associate so it's like there's risks on all of those because they all cost me first yeah right yeah. you know when we think it's, about that when you buy a house or property yeah. or, or yeah. in some form of investment it's you're yeah. doing it there's always an element of risk um but that's what I said calculated risk not because you know the future but you know what your capacity is within it right so how much is like in any investment I always tell people don't ever invest anything more than you're willing to lose yeah. uh, not yeah. because you're going to lose it but because um you want to be playing within the parameters that you have capacity for and then work to grow beyond it mm -hmm. yeah those are i first of all i agree with a variety of what you're saying there i think the the hardest part about uh, i mean so what i do otherwise in my life if some people don't know and it's hard to keep track of what i'm up to Mm -hmm. But um, even myself, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. uh, so I've spent 18 years in venture capital, um, mostly as a business analyst, um, mm -hmm. business consultant, originally, in the last 10 years, more on the VC side, private venture capital side, um, developed a few businesses of my own consultant on the most part, but at the same time, and then of course, they've been successful and they have been haven't and um, and even right now, for the last six, seven years, I've been involved with um, 
international fund, a fund that is uh, impacts large infrastructure projects or basically funds mm -hmm. large infrastructure projects mm -hmm. worldwide. So, and then international banking and finance also in the last couple of years got into Forex trading myself. Yes. So, Spend your whole day dealing with money. <laughs> money, money, money. And sure. in all different dynamics, my own business is starting up businesses, you know, acquiring businesses and funding businesses. And, and this isn't just North America, this is international mm -hmm. and on all levels, you know, right. it's a common conversation for somebody to say, oh, this business needs 50 million. Okay, sure. Let's look at it. You know, there's, or even a hundred million, 80 million, 180 million, whatever it is, it, it ends up. So the conversation is constant every single day for me. Um, what I notice most often and what I actually look for when I'm looking into a successful business model or somebody, a business that has the capability to do well, mm -hmm. um, whether they're established or just starting, I psychologically assess the principles of the company. Number one, it has nothing. The business model can be amazing, incredible on paper. There you go. Here you go. And you, you give it to three, four, five people that are going to run the business and their perceptions, their beliefs, their ideas around money and wealth, abundance, mm -hmm. whatever, are messed up and it won't work. Yeah. So I, I'm the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> right. Um, and again, we, all, we come to it in our own process. We come to it in our own place. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never forget when I was um, assessing this one company, business uh, oil and gas service company out of uh, Calgary one time. And I sat, I, I, it was a three month contract and I came in and within the first week I sat the principals down. And the reason why I was pulled in was because there was an exit strategy required. Four of the five principals were going to retire in the next two years. And they all, and this business had been run by these five gentlemen, four gentlemen for 25 years, five of them for, I think 26 years or something. Mm -hmm. It was going to be detriment to the company that they're gone because they were literally the bloodline of the company. So I came in and, and in the first, the first thing I did in my assessment was say to them, okay, gentlemen, I, I know this might sound a little odd, but the first thing I'm going to need you guys all to do is read these two books. <laughs> they're all looking at each other, like a part of me, like my financial assessments on the exit strategy, on the, you know, process mm -hmm. of this whole thing in the next three months is you five gentlemen need to learn how to communicate with each other. Mm. Oops. You know, um, there might need to be a little bit more, but if you want to do this well over the next two years, these are the holes. This mm -hmm. is, these are the, these are the biggest weaknesses that I see at this point. And it had everything to do with their personalities, how they didn't communicate with each other. They've been doing business really well together mm -hmm. for a long time, but how did they, how were they going to undo their business? Mm -hmm. How were they going to actually, what was their perception of exiting? Because they right. were just going to sabotage it if they actually didn't assess right. these things. Um, anyway, I'm always going back to that. Always going back to uh, no matter what financial circumstances, no matter what the money is, it's, it's who's the, who are the people? Where are they coming from? How are they doing it? How are they treating people? Mm -hmm. How are they treating people? Um, and truthfully, in all the, funding opportunities that I have with the companies, I, I've chosen not to fund businesses that aren't developed by people that are coming from a place of love. Mm -hmm. We need a lot more people out there 
developing these businesses that have the, the true foundation of contribution and love mm-hmm. and, and then all the other talent. Right. And there's lots of people out there. They're, they're few and far between, but we are out there or we are here and, uh, and they're easier to work with. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are open to getting over the blocks. They're open to seeing themselves. They're open to moving through the resistance and shifting and changing so that, so that the end result of their business can impact people positively right. <clears throat> or product or service or whatever. And then keeping them in line along the way, you know, because we can divert, divert, we can get pulled off, mm-hmm. right? So and you can get like- that magic formula. It's like gold. Like when you think about some of the people that you, um, you know, you've probably heard podcasts and things where they talk about how they stumbled across their success in a sense, it wasn't that they necessarily like said, I'm going to do this. It was one thing led to another and they were just following their passion. They were contributing in some capacity, however they are meant to contribute. And one thing led to another and they just created massive successful businesses and lives and how much more fulfilling because you're doing it because it's actually, it's not just what you can get in the receiving of it. It's actually what you're also giving it's how you're contributing, how you're showing up, which is at the end of the day where we find fulfillment. True. I think one of the things too is when we're not, uh, when we're coming from a place of fear or anger or let's just call it anything but love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pull it apart. Um, that person in all of their success right, financially is never ever going to feel complete fulfillment. At the end of their day, at the end of their life, they're not somebody who's loved or liked or excited. People aren't excited about being around. They're screwed. They're, lo- they're lonely. Yeah, they're lonely. They're constantly having to manipulate to try and fill a void, to try and feel loved, to try and feel worthy and deserving. And it's right. that get that getting rather than being mm-hmm. the person who is deserving of, of receiving. Mm-hmm. And it, number one starts with believing it yourself and then being Right. A person who is deserving, right. being someone who's deserving. And and know that however that manifests, yeah. I mean, the world's your oyster, you know, create whatever you want to create, whatever you feel inspired to create. But the reality is no, not everyone on this earth is going to be a billionaire. Um, no. It doesn't mean that your contribution, um, your passion, your your way of creating wealth in your life whatever that looks like financially in terms of the where you land in reality is still important necessary valuable you know like all of those things I think again that's not a um doesn't not saying don't reach for the stars um but it's also recognizing that you can have abundance and wealth at any and every yeah it's already here it's already yeah. here in every single moment. It's already here in every single moment. It's in every single opportunity. You know, you. I always think to myself, who am I being right now? Who who am I actually being? And am I? Do I like this person? Mm. Do I like her today? Do, is she just, would I would I like her? Love her? Yesterday, last week, and if not, I just tweak things, change things, try and make try and be more mm. conscious moving forward. Forgive myself move forward and then who am I being who mm-hmm. am I being I mean our podcast name is a perfect name be your brilliant right mm-hmm. but the definition of your brilliance is 
the litmus test of who you're being every single day. Mm -hmm. Your brilliance is going to shift and change and, and morph every single day. You know, and everybody's brilliance is different in terms of what gifting you have to bring. Yeah. And what that shows up as where, where, but Mm -hmm. every single moment you can, you can decide or not just decide, but yeah, decide who you're being. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think uh, no matter how much money is in a bank account, how much opportunity there is. You know, I've, I've met a lot of people as I've traveled around a lot. I've met a lot of people with nothing, mm-hmm. with nothing. Mm-hmm. And I envy, I have envied, not anymore because I'm just mirroring them. Um, I've envied, I had envied their happiness, their mm-hmm. joy with nothing. Now, mm-hmm. trust me, I am not going to have nothing just so I can have happiness. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's not my journey. You know, I, I'm, I desire a variety of other things, but it doesn't mean that I'm, I, I need that to be happy. I need that to be joyful. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about dying every single day. I really, dying? I'm like, oh yeah, being dead, like a hundred percent gone. I think about it all the time. <laughs> I do <laughs> because I'm like, if I died today, how did I live it until who, who, who am I, what's the impression I'm leaving? Trust me, there's still some people out there in the last however many years, I'm going to call it 30 years, that I've uh, bombed around the planet that I hope we get, I hope I get a chance to reconcile with or, or to, you know, um, whether they forgive me or not in some way. Mm -hmm. I don't need it, but at some point or another, I'm hoping that there's an opportunity to cross that bridge with some people. Because I, you know, I have been an imperfect human being and I am, we were never perfect. Totally. Um, but, but at the same time too, going back to thinking about not being alive every single day means how did I live today? How mm-hmm. am I going to live? Who am right. I being today? How I am I? Yeah. Through death, through, through the recognition of death or seeing death um, is really when we appreciate life. I mean, the, 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 you know, we tend to think we're immortal and we can always do whatever tomorrow, but it's only when we actually have that reflection that we're often like, okay, like, no, like I'm living right now, like, so live. Yes. And, you know, we have one life on this earth. So yeah. Yeah. How do we want to live? How do we show up in it? Yes. And, and, uh, you know, one of the things I want to just kind of loop back with when it comes to this topic we were inspired to chat about mm-hmm. is um, receiving. If at the end of my day, I sit there and I say, who, who, who am I being? Who was I? Am I good if I die today, tomorrow, whatever, with who I've been? Um, why did I for so long not believe that I deserve to receive all the gifts, all the abundance, all the joy, all the ease and peace and grace and whatever? Why, why did I actually convince myself constantly that I didn't deserve that? Mm-hmm. And I should have given that up a long time ago. I just should have, I just should have given up that concept. 
mm. and dug into it a long time ago. And truthfully, I mean, for me, I've been looking at it for a long time, but I guess if, if anybody's listening to this, it's like, just go ahead and get after your self-forgiveness piece. Your, whatever's holding you back from believing that you don't mm-hmm. deserve it. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve to be the best version of yourself, to leave a beautiful impression if you died today, to know that you have lived being guided by spirit, by God. And it's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm expecting that at one point or another, you and whoever else is listening to this is going to remind me of that when I'm having a shit day. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. This isn't just us talking. <laughs> this is our personal accountability. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, it's actually a really good process. It's a good process because I'm like, whoop. Mm-hmm. People can hear this. So, right? Anyway, <laughs> this isn't a therapy session that is in private. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have anyway. any other? Um, tools or ideas of how people yeah. move into that space of knowing yes i do some are things that people will be open to and some aren't unsure what has helped me number one book on the planet everybody needs to read and we've done a podcast on it is the four agreements by don yeah. miguel ruiz mm-hmm. and it really just helps everybody live accountably live from a place of empowerment try and live those four agreements even just for one day it changes mm-hmm. your life. So mm-hmm. The four agreements is a base foundation to a relationship. Yeah, developing a relationship with self, mm-hmm. and then with others. And um, if you haven't listened to it, go back to one of our podcasts and podcast. we have a full detail. Full <laughs> detail. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been very good. Um, uh, other tools I would say is hang out with rich people that you love, not mm-hmm. assholes. You know, mm-hmm. people that are actually living in the way that you want to live from, and for me, that is about who they are first, mm-hmm. like who they are as a human being in an abundant, prosperous way. And then, and then listen to them, be open to them, watch them, what they're doing, follow what they're up to, mm-hmm. participate in the things they're participating in for sure. Um, and if you don't know, just go find people, you know, mm-hmm. ask and be humble, be excited about learning and and uh and then uh so the alternative things that i would say that are that are helpful that have been helpful for me is energetic medicine dr dr berg and naturopathic medicine homeopathic medicine you know things medicine that is going to help me be beyond my belief system ideas about the energetic blocks that i don't even know are there body talk has been a very significant uh intermittent and significant uh healing modality that has helped help mm-hmm. me for sure yeah, yeah. and uh, and then therapy like all, all of those things are kind of i think on the same level of like surfacing those old beliefs that um yeah. i do like timeline there's lots of different ways that i think people can surface that which you're right 100 percent mm-hmm. yeah really Absolutely. important because we don't we don't know what we don't know we don't know what we don't know. And, um, and then teacher plant medicines. They, mm-hmm. uh, they have been profound. And the timing, the timing of the use, the use of the teacher plant medicines have been significant, but also 
um, they're beyond when you're when you're utilizing them in a in a, an environment for therapeutic use and with people who are clean and clear and their intent it comes from love and God and so on um, universe the universe the ethereals they they're it's our gift to us these teacher plant medicines have been here to really just help us lead a path of this least resistance like um, and they'll show up when they'll show up when they're meant to actually show up and there's a variety of them and everything is different for everybody but definitely has helped me over the years for sure with my boga ayahuasca uh, bufo uh flood dose of psilocybin in from a therapeutic perspective mm -hmm. pretty pretty unique um and really helps has helped me get over the blocks that i didn't even know well that i knew were there i just could get over Mm -hmm. you know and there's layers and levels and whatever of the healing process and and then you go through your human experience and you're like oh there's another one oops All oh right. totally. okay oh man <laughs> yep. when you think you got to figure it out there's something else yep. okay. you know and I tell people that too like counselors um like people always think that we go to a counselor when we're messed up I'm like no counseling yeah. is no. part of like normal it's like I, I go to the gym. I it goes normal life. I mean, don't maybe don't go to a counselor as often as I go to the gym, but it doesn't mean that yeah. you know that's. And when I say that though, I always like to say it's not just it's not to say that there isn't a time and a place where maybe we need to process something. But I think having a counselor that has tools like we've just talked about um, is really really important. You know, having that ability. Sorry, my phone is ringing. That's okay. Um, I don't want. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll, uh... Yeah, being able to. Um, sorry, just to oh, finish no, that. Okay. Um, yeah. having somebody on on your team that you trust that you can work on because it is yeah. a layering. Like you might be like, oh, that was a huge breakthrough, and I have you know somebody that I'll see maybe once every six months, and then sometimes then it'll be like once a month for a period of time till I work through another layer. But having somebody or a few people at different seasons and times that just help you work through those. Cause there's nothing worse than feeling an obstacle and being like, what do I do with it? What is right? that? Yeah. How do I get over that? Yeah. Right. For sure. And, and yeah, then you're like banging your head against the wall. Like, Oh, I just got to think differently. Well, it's not that easy. And it can be so much easier if you actually just get to the root layer. So the thought's not actually there. Yeah. So that's essential. Yeah. I think to have somebody to support 100%. you. 100%. I'll say this is it's not even, um, you know, counselors. I don't, I don't, I think it's the hard part about that word is that yeah. it's, I think it's misunderstood, but I'll say life coaches, counselors. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Comes in different forms. Yeah. Um, naturopathic doctors that are brilliant in Kelowna um, mm -hmm. that, that do secret things that people actually don't even know she does when you're not looking and then all of a sudden something's fixed and you're like oh okay thank you although she's really hard to get into but um you know those tools for sure um what's very cool what I find what's very cool is as you unveil yourself to yourself and you heal through these things you start to attract a lot more people that are going to be that for you as friends as family members as business associates, they're mm. going to show up as counselors in your life too. Like when you're hanging out with people that are, have been through it, been beyond it and are working through their stuff too, they have some great tools and great Absolutely. things to share. Um, 
you know, listen to some great podcasts called, you know, Be Your Brilliance. And, and maybe there's some nuggets in there somewhere. <laughs> Spend your time wisely. Right. <laughs> On <Yeah>. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> listen to these two chicks just ramble on about things they're inspired about. Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe there's some nuggets, maybe nuggets right? in there somewhere. <laughs> but, mm. Yeah. Anyway, in saying that, I don't even know what time it is. I think I don't want to keep anybody here any longer than that. We, you and I can be well, when, when we don't, I don't talk enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think this is great. I, I know we were yeah. kind of, we didn't really have a idea or a plan per se. We just had like, hey, I think we just need to talk about like money and wealth. <laughs> this, yep. is how, this is how we teach the podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. I just don't know exactly how it's supposed to come out so um, yeah <laughs> and, and this is how it did and this is how it has so far so yeah I think that's one thing that I really love about I, I know whoever's listening if they are um, honestly this is not for you <laughs> it's not for you Alana and I are doing this for ourselves we we, actually <laughs> we are we are we're like hey we talk about this all the time we might as well just record it if it's good for good for the people great but really truly it's just for us it's huge for me this whole thing is actually just a big personal uh leap of vulnerability mm -hmm. for sure and yep. um and i'm grateful that you and i sit here and go we don't have to be perfect with this and mm -hmm. we don't have to have it so structured like everything else in our life <laughs> and show up let's try it yeah so and, I, if, and if people like it and and you're still listening at this point then that's like that's like gravy on <laughs> so thank you and thank you and yeah. let's just hope you got something from it <laughs> but um anyway audience if you're there and alana i think uh um probably a wrap-up at this point what do you think yeah yeah absolutely yeah. i think we covered it all yeah. so get out there and make some money <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> heal your shit and, and get on with it so we can all be better for it right that's yeah. right yeah. we need a lot more healthy vibrant abundant um influential people out there to to make this world the world we want to live in yeah the tip the scales you know we'll tip yep. the scales ha have that let's call it an elite society not even be elite it's just everybody mm -hmm. yeah you know so Lead the Thanks way. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Okay. And uh, till next time. Thank you. Thank you, Alana. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll chat soon, I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye.